Hi, this is Relatively Asian Podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Minnie, and this is episode 14 of our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Last episode, we talked about mental health, therapy, and eating disorders. Check out the last episode to hear more. This episode, we will be diving into a topic that we've briefly grazed upon a couple times but never really got into, work. Keep listening to hear the great stories of what it's like to work in corporate and customer service. So I guess to kick it off, um, let's talk about the first jobs that we had out of college. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you guys listen to our first, second episode. Um, Getting laid off. What? <laughs> Getting laid off. Yeah, getting laid off. Um, <laughs> great times. My first job out of college was working at a retail pharmacy. I worked at a supermarket pharmacy. How did you like end up in that job? Um, well, for me, because I'm in a pharmacy, you either go into retail after graduating or you can do a residency or a fellowship mm-hmm. to enter like corporate or like a hospital job. Mm-hmm. And so because I didn't want to do like more years of school, I kind of like only had one option, which was like retail pharmacy. Um, which nobody wants to do but you know beggars can't be choosers so (laughs) what um what were your expectations going into that job and how did that end up panning out um I think expectation wise I knew it was going to be hard Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be long hours because before that I obviously already worked at like you know CVS's like Walgreens and pharmacies Mm -hmm. so I knew like how bad it was but I think because I got into a grocery store um, typically grocery store pharmacies are just like way less busier okay. than like a CVS or a Walgreens. And or that's a better. Yeah. So okay. it's better. So yeah. then I thought like, oh, it won't be as bad mm. as like working at a CVS. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, clearly I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. But yeah, so basically like the reason why it wasn't what I thought it was going to be was because like the store depending on the area obviously the, the grocery store is going to be more busy and so like the place that I got put into it just happened to be busier than like CVS and like Rite Aid so because of that it was just like so bad and then on top of that it's like typically at CVS you would have like a lot of like helpers mm-hmm. so like technicians or mm-hmm. whatever but then because grocery stores like they're less busy in general you mm-hmm. just don't have the same number of people helping you versus like a cvs so as a staff pharmacist like you just have to do it all yeah so you have oh, to do it all because everyone there is like slower and yeah. like, the people they hire are slower hmm. um which is like kind of mean to say but like i mean they're just like they're just the expectation people. is different yeah. the standard is different for exactly, like a grocery yeah. store pharmacy versus exactly because okay. if you walk into cvs like everyone there is super fast efficient oh yeah because like you have to be. and there's a ton of them back there yeah exactly yeah. but then for like a pharmacy mm. like a pharmacy at a grocery store it's like everyone is slow mm-hmm. like you're like used to just like I don't know, like doing less prescriptions a day and everything. Yeah. So it was just like really bad. When um, you were in that role, did you ever consider switching to like a non-grocery store pharmacy? No. Okay. Because like I knew it would be like either like the same or like worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like CVS in general, it's just going to be busy mm-hmm. or like a Walgreens, whatever. So like it's like picking else. the less of two evils. Yeah. It's kind, kind of, of. like and both on, suck. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's kind of like, do I really want to go for an interview? Like, yeah. To interview for a job that's like the same. Yeah. So what were your expectations of working full time in terms of like balancing it with your personal life and like how it affected your personal life? I think I knew that it would be hard, but okay. I don't like, I think, you know, like going into it, like, oh, I'm going to have to work 12, 13 hour shifts, mm-hmm. but I don't think you understand like what that really means mm-hmm. until you're in it. Yeah. So I think so like, yeah, so I had to work 13 hour shifts. Um, and then like my 
commute was like an hour one way mm-hmm. and then I had to work every other weekend and so like I knew all that going into it yeah but I think once I was actually doing it I was like oh wow I like have no time to have a social life like yeah. I can't see my friends like it was just like really really tough and then like on the days I did have off I was so tired mm. that like I would like sleep so much just to mm-hmm. like recover um and then obviously like my days off are usually on the weekdays which is mm. like when no one is like free to hang out right um and so like I think just like putting all my social activities into like two weekends a month yeah was just like really hard um so yeah was that the hardest part of the job for you or was there something oh 1000 percent no. yeah the hardest part of the job was like the people the customers that came in they were like horrible people mm-hmm. um and then like i don't know i think that was my first time where like i was because i worked in the pharmacy before but i was never like the manager yeah so I think being like, I guess like the manager of the pharmacy, like whenever there's a problem or mm. there's a customer complaint, you're the person that has to deal with it. Yeah. So I think that was like really difficult. And like people are so mean. Um, right. And like just on top of being like busy already as is, I think the way that people treat you just like makes it so much worse. And mm. it like really affects you mentally. And yeah, I think it was just everything as a whole that like made the job really bad. And how long were you at that job again? Um, I was there for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Probably felt like a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. No, it did. <laughs> so what was your first job out of college like? Um, my first job out of college was at a public accounting firm and it was like just a very traditional and expected path for me as like someone who studied accounting in college to take. Um, it was in Jersey. Uh, it's like it was client based. So depending on what my assignments were, that would impact um, like where I had to drive that day and like where I would like physically work out of pre COVID days. Um, so, yeah, I remember like commute was really rough, too. At one point, it was like an hour and a half each way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like um, driving is just like horrible. <laughs> it's like driving on top of a lot of work day. Yeah, it's yeah. like one thing if, and also just like compared to like public transportation, where like you can oh, nap. Yeah, yeah, you can nap. You can like not pay read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you have to like wake up super early and drive the hour and a half, yeah, it's just yeah, um, yeah, horrible. But yeah, it was um, obviously very busy. That's like the stereotype of public accounting, and it's true. Um, very fast-paced. They kind of like throw you around to different clients, and as a result of that, you have to work on a, a, oftentimes a lot of different like internal teams too. So it's a lot of like dealing with people, whether it's like your own coworkers, managers, or like the client, etc. So was that like the the job that everyone ended up with? When you Pretty like, much, okay. yeah. All of my friends who studied accounting. Um, went into public accounting in some shape or form and I guess for us like you can choose like tax you can choose audit Mm -hmm. Um, those are the two main big ones some people go into like advisory or like no one really went into consulting with an accounting background at least like not off the bat but it was pretty much like tax and audit okay yeah what were your expectations going in? I guess similar to you, I knew it would be tough. They always had like a ton of like career fairs or like presentations with like, you know, ambassadors from companies coming to like talk about the company. And like, obviously they drink the Kool-Aid, <laughs> otherwise they wouldn't be talking. But like mm-hmm. you, you like even as an undergrad, like you can sense that they like try to downplay like the hours. Like they, mm-hmm. they want to acknowledge it because they don't want anyone to be like blindsided, but they yeah. also like yeah it's like a quick sort of like smooth over of like yeah Yeah. during busy season you know there's like late hours but (laughs) but then when it's not busy season like it's not as bad or like i don't know you get like free dinners or like yeah they just try to like smooth it over Mm -hmm. real quick Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah no i definitely had an expectation that i might that it would be potentially hard just like working with different like all different kinds of people um had the expectation that the hours would be long um kind of knew that like commute would be bad too just depending on like again where the client was yeah um so yeah all of that was not a shock to me (laughs) but definitely kind of like you said like once you're actually in it though obviously it's like way worse um even like and especially when all of it like builds at the same time you know like when everything is hard at the same time it's like extremely tough and i was there for like a year and like three months ish so like a little bit less than you were at your role but like Mm -hmm. that can feel like a really long time when every day is like tough you know um yeah i guess just like similar to you i had the expectations but it still didn't necessarily like prepare me for it or like it didn't prepare me in the sense that like i still really struggled it was still tough yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like even though we knew what it was gonna be like that doesn't it's not a um not a secret yeah like no one yeah everyone knows (laughs) objectively third party like you know but like if you're not in it like it's just no it's just hard to describe it's yeah, yeah it's hard to describe and especially if it's if the work itself is not something that you enjoy like yeah. just the mental strain um yeah. that can have and also i think for both of us too that was our first jobs out of school yeah so like i think that's like an added learning curve and pressure that people don't really talk about too and both of us didn't live at home either mm-hmm. so i think honestly for us it was like everything combined probably yeah. like amplified the effect it had on us yeah probably yeah. it was really like zero to 100 yeah because obviously yeah. like now working in my third job out of college like my mental state my ability to set boundaries my confidence level my ability to communicate honestly with my managers like all of that has drastically improved since my first job and if i had you know if if i was who i am now at my first job i wouldn't have suffered as much yeah yeah. (laughs) but you live and you learn you know so (laughs) and i also think for both of us like because it was like our first job like we kind of just like did it <laughs> we did it we kind of just like took it yeah like we just well because that's all you know it. yeah, yeah. And, and i had an internship too in exactly what i ended up doing yeah. similar to how but you I had a rotation yeah just a similar track and yeah like, yeah i felt like there was no choice because i'm like oh this is just what it is yeah and like, or like, like even if it's like oh long term i don't know like that's just where you're gonna start yeah. and then figure it out yeah so <laughs> well no one really teaches you i think that's like something that's like noticeable from like school into like working like in school everything is a lot more structured you know what's coming up you know what to expect you know that it'll be over but like once you enter adult life like there are no rules like that you kind of have to like figure it out for yourself yeah and everyone's path paths look so different so it's just like the growing pains of that yeah yeah Yeah. and then also yeah you made a good point i like totally forgot that was also our first time like not even living at home Mm -hmm. like being a young adult just so every like the balance aspect and everything like you're trying to adult you're you're learning about like like health insurance and like your Roth and like buying a car for the first yeah like like utilities like Like, all of that Mm -hmm. yeah apartment hunting etc wow yeah yeah buying groceries oh yeah wow (laughs) yeah I had no time to cook like it was just a lot to go wow okay I feel like I blocked that out yeah (laughs) Um, like getting gym gym memberships that you never use oh my god (laughs) I didn't really use it at my first job either and that's something I loved in college but you just like don't have time like or energy for that kind of thing you want to you think you want to I mean clearly both of us wanted to no well yeah why would I pay money for that (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) wow so many things we learned um anyways so on top of that moving on to something more juicy I guess (laughs) what was your worst work day trying to remember if I've like already 
talked about yeah. this just like Wait, Chris- sorry, christmas just to interrupt was- you for a second yeah for people who don't know can you describe like what does it mean to be in busy season like what are the hours versus like a regular season oh yeah. well i can't really speak to well i feel like with tax it's just like your tax return date like deadlines oh, so for okay. like for, for, for tax people i don't know like it's obviously it depends on like the person and the company whatever but or like the team and client more so but like you have like your individual tax deadline like 4 15 right but then you have like corporate tax deadline like 10 15 like you just have different deadlines throughout the year that would impact like obviously there's always like a rush right to like make that deadline and a lot of it's honestly a lot of busy season is like not only is like the volume of work difficult but like if anything comes up it's the it's the tight turnaround that makes it so busy and it's also Mm -hmm. like depending on how good your client is in terms of like if they have their ish together if they have their papers together if there's no issues like like a good client is one where it's like they're like adequate and they have their ducks in a row so then like your job is easier but i know for a lot of like if it if your if your client is like a client trying to go public or like a client that's like a startup or a client you know like there are a lot of bad clients out there where like because they're not organized and there's a lot of holes in their processes like that's going to make your life harder too mm-hmm. so it kind of like there's a lot of different factors that would impact like someone's busy season but for the most part it's just like whenever the um reporting deadline is yeah okay. so for like audit we had like an audit like this is the date where it's like we're signing the audit papers like mm-hmm. this needs to be done yeah okay and how many yeah. hours like would your would you work like prior to that it's like minimum 55 60s mm. but then obviously it's more <laughs> than that yeah um but basically oh so yeah to give you a concrete answer if you work at a public accounting firm for the most part january through like 331 you're you have like minimum 55s 60s mm. okay. so like even if say your client say say you had like a client that was and this is this is um operating around clients where they're like year end is like 12 31 right because that's like more normal mm-hmm. but some clients like their year end is like 3 30 or is it are there 30 days or 31 days in march i don't know okay <laughs> <laughs> i think it's 30 actually oh 30 yeah maybe. um don't quote me on that <laughs> <laughs> like if your year end is in march then your busy season is going to come after that because like you're reviewing for the prior year so like even if your client your main client had like a 330 like deadline and like your busy season was like april like Mm -hmm. into may you would still have to work minimum 55 60s like january through march Mm -hmm. just as like firm policy like they'll like eight not i don't know if it's hr but like the scheduling group will like put you on clients just to like utilize you to make sure like yeah you're like helping out the firm mm-hmm. in during those busy seasons um so it can range like some people i feel like we're just in back to back to back busy seasons oh just God, depending on because you're usually more on more than one client too yeah yeah okay. um and sometimes you can have like simultaneous busy seasons mm-hmm. um but yeah typically it's like beginning of the year yeah mm-hmm. um okay. that's when it's like really really bad but um i guess like for me like my worst experience or worst day slash week or year yeah i mean like the whole year was tough but like i think for me it really hit rock bottom just like christmas 20 what we talked about 2019 yeah just like um and that wasn't even like a normal busy season so that's why it's like hard to yeah yeah, it's it's you can be busy like anytime like (laughs) yeah you never really know Mm -hmm. um that was just like the worst for me because it was such an unexpected time to be busy um and it was just like the expectations were 
extremely high and unreasonable and I was like I had no voice because I was at the bottom of the totem pole and like yeah it yeah. was it, it was, was the culmination Christmas, like the holiday yeah it was during Christmas um so yeah that was yeah having to work throughout Christmas break when I had already taken PTO and had a friend from out of state visiting um and still being punished for it for not like being productive enough during mm-hmm. that time yeah was just like the shittiest feeling and then to be kind of like thrown under the bus yeah for everything because so like horrible. because I I was the lowest like the lowest yeah. uh the most junior member yeah. yeah it was yeah it was just the culmination of like wow I really hate this job I really hate this culture like you really see people's true sides come out mm-hmm. and that was when I learned that like <laughs> you can't trust anyone (laughs) honestly you really can't or like at the end of the day okay well there are great people who work in corporate (laughs) i'm not i'm only focusing Mm -hmm. on this like one experience it's just like yeah like if it's a bad system and like company or whatever like they make their employees like do that to each other like i don't even like like it trickles down yeah i don't necessarily blame specific individuals per se like i don't think they're bad people but i think they have to be because like that's just what the culture culture, is yeah Yeah. and like it is it is trickle down Mm -hmm. yeah i think i just really learned from that experience and i think this is part of like it being my first job and i guess my expectation was like oh if you and i get along great and like again you're spending like 70 hours a week with this person you see them on the weekends like you know like you're always around them like you chat about life you get to know each other and you like quote unquote bond like you think you can trust someone truly you know and it's like a natural reaction yeah yeah Yeah. but then like overnight when that changes and that person who like advocated for you when it was like easier like suddenly turns their back on you and like wow that's so messed up it's just yeah yeah. it's yeah yeah and like i just learned that like oh at the end of the day like people are there because it's their it's they're just trying to make an earning too and or like living right and they're gonna do what it takes for them to succeed in their role and if they're not going to take the blame no. for anything, Even if, if they, they don't have to, about you, no, like, at the end of the day, they're going to choose them. themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, and which is, just, I mean, normal, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. But I think it's just like, I think it's like helpful to see corporate America from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. It's not personal, but like, it's not just what it is. Yeah. yeah. So that helps like having that realistic view of like your team and companies, like don't make it personal because it's not. And at yeah. the end of the day, they're not there for you. <laughs> I know the hard truth. I think. And I actually think that's a healthy way to look at things. No, I think it's better to go. Yeah, I learned. Yes, yeah. I learned the hard way. No. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I know <laughs> I might sound jaded right now, no. which <laughs> is a separate conversation. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> but at a baseline, like I stand by that. Like, no, I think I it's totally I think it's helpful or healthy yeah. to just. Oh, no, I totally know that like, it's not personal. Yeah, like no, they're not your not. friends. No, they're not. No. Even if you like spend every day together. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I totally agree. What was your worst work day or week or, or month? The whole experience. <laughs> <laughs> or what were like if you have like um, a few, a yeah. handful of Honestly, horrible work experiences. Honestly, I could talk about this forever. Yeah. Like, well, go ahead. You know, if anyone <laughs> wants to hit me up, I could talk about it forever. And I think I have like one worst work day in mind to talk mm-hmm. about, but I think you know top three or like yes share your like top three <laughs> i think okay so like one of them was when it was like a blizzard mm-hmm. and like literally like new jersey had like a mandatory shutdown and like yeah. it was a state of emergency and everything um and i still had to go into work i remember texting my boss and asking because my my store is like in the mountains mm-hmm. so I, I remember texting my boss asking him like literally next to a ski resort like yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah I really worked next to a ski resort so then 
I texted him and I literally told him I felt unsafe. Yeah. I was scared. I couldn't make it back home. Right. And his response was like, okay, we'll just book a hotel then. Like mm. next, and then they didn't even cover the whole hotel. That's it's just like, horrible. yeah. And so then I remember I, I drove there um, and then worked 13 hours. I was like by myself. And you know what the worst thing is? It's like when you open your email mm-hmm. and the first email from corporate is, oh, everyone stay safe. Your safety is our top priority. Just that's just like PR. It's like just that's like, just no. Yeah. It's just like literally just like don't even say that to me. It's like I, I don't even understand. And then yeah, so they have like, to pretend like they care. Yeah, and I'm like, it's all care. optics. Yeah. yeah, it is optics. And I was just so triggered by that. Um, and then yeah, so then that day I was by myself. Like no one else came to work. Shocker. And then it snowed twenty six inches. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have like a shovel, nothing. I just remember I had to like borrow someone's from the store. And then I went outside and I had to plow my car by myself. Damn. Um. And then after that, I drove to the hotel and then I woke up and I woke up to go back to the store for my another, next shift. And it was just like horrible. But that's like, yeah, that wasn't even like that bad compared to like, it's just crazy. I feel like the work worst days, I mean, work, wor- worst work days mm-hmm. really are when people treat you like shit. Yeah. Like, like it's like, it's like dehumanizing. That's, yeah, yeah. That's when it's like really bad. And like, I remember the worst one was, it was one hour. Um, my like technician had called out. So I was by myself. Mm-hmm. And then when you're by yourself, it's like, there's always a fear of like, what happens if it gets really busy? Mm-hmm. So then like, I remember I had like two people coming to get their medication, like two different like families. And yeah. then they both like wanted to wait for their medications. Mm-hmm. So typically when someone wants to wait, I tell them 15 minutes. So then like I told them 15 minutes, they both sat down. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me go. But then this like other woman comes in and then she's like this like old lady she walks up to me and then she like slams her fist onto the counter, like extremely loud. And then she's like, this is all like her yelling. She's like, Oh, I demand to see the sheriff of this pharmacy. What? And I was like, what? I'm sorry. Like, what does that even mean? And then she was like, I want to see the sheriff. Like it's a white man. Sheriff. Oh, it's a white man. And I was like, there's no white man who works here. Like everyone here is like Asian or a female. Right. And she's like, no, there's like a white man. And I was like, no, there's not. And I was like, I'm the pharmacist. Like, how can I help you? Yeah. And then she like opens her mouth and she has like sores in her mouth. Ew. And she like she on drugs? Like, no. She's oh. like an old lady. And then Ew. she's like, I have this in my mouth. She points into her mouth. She's Ew. like, tell me what this is and can you help me fix it? Why did she go and to the she, pharmacy for I, that? I don't know. Go to the doctor. I, she literally like pulled her face close Ew. to mine. And was, it was disgusting. Ew. And like, and it was disgusting not only because of like, you know, like I'm not a doctor, but yeah. on top of that, she was already treating me like shit to be yeah. with. And she was screaming at me. Yeah. And it was just like, so uncomfortable and then i was like i was telling her like oh i don't know what that is i think you need to go see a doctor like whatever yeah. i was just trying to be nice and then she kept like slamming her fist on the table like it was she's making commotion mm-hmm. she was like yelling at me and everything and then eventually i was just like i'm sorry like i really don't know what to do yeah and then she like walked away and i was so like shaken by that mm-hmm. and then on top of that like while she was doing that i had the phones ringing like there was like other people because we have two windows and mm-hmm. other people wanted my help and then like at this time like it, it had already been past 15 minutes and those people yeah. were still sitting there and then I remember this like other family came up and like there was a line on my register and then like another came, family came um, and then again, she wanted to wait for a medication too. And then another family came. So there was like three people waiting and then I remember this one family waiting um, after that. And then finally after 30 minutes, I was finally able like to like do everyone's orders mm-hmm. and then like while and I like clearly looked flustered mm-hmm. and I was like about to lose it because mm-hmm. I just like had been yelled at and then like on top of that, like it was so busy in like a span of 30 minutes that when like the final family that I was helping, I like gave them the prescription. And I remember the dad looked at me and he was like, 
you're like an amazing pharmacist. You're doing a great job. I literally almost started sobbing. Yeah. I was like, so like, Oh my God. I'm like tearing up talking about this because like in the moment when you're like working like so hard and someone like acknowledges, like Mm, I can see that like, like he sees you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I literally almost started crying like right then and there. And I was like, like, thank you so much. Like, you have mm-hmm. no idea how much those words mean to me. Yeah. Um. So I think that's just, like, a takeaway for any friends and, like, customer service. Like, yeah. you have no idea how hard it is to mm-hmm. be on the receiving side. And, like, to you, it's like, oh, I might be, like, one person. Like, why can't they just, like, do this? Like, but that's me, their, like, But you have back no to back idea back. how many people yeah. are, like, bombarding us and, like, yelling at us. And, like, to have, like, any sort of, like, thank you or acknowledgement means so much in that mm-hmm. moment. But, yeah, anyways, that day, like, was super busy. It just, like, got worse. Um. And then I remember that day. I like left and I like sat in the parking lot and cried in my car Mm -hmm. because I was so overwhelmed. And like for me, that was like kind of rock bottom because like, I mean, I mean, you know, this about me. Like I never cry Mm -hmm. and like I like I like don't like to show weakness. (laughs) So like in that moment, I was kind of just like, I can't take this anymore. And Mm. like I was so exhausted. Um, And like, I mean, on my job, like in general, like I didn't eat like I stayed like set up the whole day like like my legs hurt all the time but I yeah. think it's just like on top of that it's like when people yell at you like the I've emotional people, abuse yeah I've had people spit <laughs> in my much. face yeah like, like cuss me out and stuff like that and I'm just like no one's getting paid enough for this no. <laughs> it's just like crazy that like the way people treat you just because yeah. like they want their medication well, like to them you're not really a person you're just like the pharmacist yeah. right like no, you yeah. are there to give them something they need I know yeah and like and no one knows how bad it is unless like you have yeah. a friend in pharmacy or like or just in customer in service customer honestly service. like no yeah. one knows and then yeah. it's just like when you hear about it you're like oh yeah. shoot like maybe I should treat them better right. um yeah even my parents my dad was like what's so hard about your job like mm. I don't get it and then I'm like oh my god <laughs> like my yeah. own dad doesn't even know do you feel like um the experience has like made you like treat other people in customer service differently yeah i think like it's given me like more perspective Mm. and like empathy and Mm -hmm. like not jumping to conclusions of like Mm. oh it's because like they don't want to help me right or like because they're like bad at their job Mm. like no like there has to be something else yeah yeah yeah. because like i've been on the receiving end of that and it's not like as easy as it looks yeah um so yeah, but like I feel like that's very unique to like customer service roles. It is, like, and I don't even blame anyone. Like yeah. you just wouldn't know because you haven't been in there. But I think if anything, if what you can take away from this podcast is just be kind to people. Like right. you just like don't know what it's like. Yeah. Um, and just like don't assume anything about someone else's job or profession yeah. unless yeah. you've actually worked in it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people tend to do that, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's fair. So yeah, yeah, that was. And then, okay, sorry. And then one quick, <laughs> quick story is I had a pharmacist friend that I worked with and he's like so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we worked together, it would just like make the, like the shift go by faster. Mm-hmm. And there was this like one customer, she smelled so bad. Oh God, <laughs> gross. <laughs> she had like very strong BO. Yeah. Like, really like, I can't even describe how bad it is. Like you have to hold your breath. Left a lingering smell when she <laughs> so, like, when she came one time, like, um i like made my friend get it because i like i knew her and i was just like mm-hmm. you deal with it but her smell still like it you don't have to be next to her to smell yeah it. and no, then he i'm aware was like helping her and then he would like turn away to breathe oh and, like gosh. turn his face away and then he would like walk away and then <laughs> he took pencils and he was like minnie i'm literally gonna shove these pencils up my nose so i don't have to breathe that's when you need a, a face mask um, <laughs> no yeah for real but yeah um there's just so many people you deal with but yeah, that wasn't a worse work day, but that was just like a funny, like, oh, like there's ways to get through it kind of thing. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. 
as you guys can tell, we went over our first jobs and mm -hmm. expectations and also talked about our worst work day. But Teresa and I also want to talk about our favorite work experiences and what lessons that we learned. So tune in for next week or tune in in two weeks mm -hmm. to hear about that. Yes. And as always, Minnie and I are always looking for new topics to discuss on the podcast. So if there's anything specific you'd want to hear about during season two, let us know on our Instagram. Our handle is relatively Asian. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.